Hi, and welcome to this episode of Priority Status. We're really excited today to have a group chat episode with four of our most esteemed colleagues across our offices in the U.S. So I'm Kristen Mahler. I'm a senior vice president at JPR. I'm based in Toronto. And today on the pod with me, we have Hannah Parton, who is a Vice President in our New York office. We have Gemma Kane, who's an account supervisor with us in San Diego. We have Mary Burkhart, who is also in San Diego and a senior account supervisor. And then we also have Emma Silverman, who is a senior director in our New York office. So welcome, ladies, to the pod today. Thank you for joining. Hi. 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 We're excited to be here. So today we are going to talk about the top trends in travel for 2024. So today is December 1st. um, So we'll be releasing this pod within the next couple of weeks, but we are all looking forward to traveling next year and going to new and exciting places and maybe some older places that we've been to before. But we wanted to kick off this conversation today and sort of hear from each of you, where are you excited to travel in 2024? Do you have any big trips booked yet. I think, Emma, you kind of mentioned before that you are looking at planning something bigger for the fall next year. Yeah, I can kick this off. Um, I actually have a wedding in Portugal and Lisbon um, next October. So I'm very excited for that trip and and working on planning that um, and trying to tack on another destination in Europe, which I'm just trying to figure out and, and taking our JPR clients as inspiration. That's super exciting. I've never been to Portugal. Has anybody on the line been there before? Yeah, I was just there actually for some client travel with Relay and Chateau, um, September timeframe. I was blown away. So gorgeous, such great food, such great wine. You're going to have such an awesome time. Cannot wait. I mean, there's really nothing like Europe in, in September, I think. It's very, it's not as popular of a month, I think, as the summer is for traveling to the Mediterranean, but I think it's going to be a really great time for you, Emma. Yeah, I'm really excited to, for all the food and culture and history there. On that same note, I also have a wedding in Europe. I have a wedding in Marbella, Spain coming up. Um, It's actually in the summer, but I was also thinking about adding on Portugal or hopping around somewhere else in Spain. I know we have a couple clients in Spain, like Hostel de la Gavina. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly at all. I'm probably totally saying it wrong, but a couple of our colleagues went this past summer and I was following along on their Instagram and really inspired by their trip there. So thinking about adding that on or doing Porto or Lisbon in Portugal. But yeah, super excited to also head over to Europe. It sounds like the two of you are going to have to get Hannah's itinerary from her Relay and Chateau trip and get some tips on where to go. (laughs) I sent it to Sophie and um, Morgan from our Nashville office who went and they went to Lisbon recently and, and to Porto, I think, Mary as well. And they said it was incredible, like the best local shopping, I would say. That stuck out to me too on top of the wine. So highly recommend. Yeah, the wine's amazing. I actually was in Duro Valley, Portugal, several years ago. So amazing wine in Portugal. So cool. I was just going to say a shout out to Morgan and Sophie because they look like they had the most epic girls trip from Paris to Portugal. So love to see us doing that stuff. I mean, maybe we should have them on this conversation to talk about their (laughs) job. That's something that I really love about our agency that everybody really does travel personally and professionally and going to all these amazing places and that we all do share our itineraries. And I feel like in the inspiration channels we have on on Slack are so always so much fun to see and see people where they're traveling on Instagram. Um, 
and uh, get ideas from that. I don't have anything big planned, I guess. The one thing that we do plan on going to is we're going to go skiing in Mont Tremblant mm. in February, which I'm excited about, but also a little nervous because I feel like I haven't skied in Quebec. Hannah, do you have any tips? Have you ever gone? I'm such a bad Canadian. I'm not a skier or a snowboarder or anything winter, but I have been to Mont Tremblant for like the après ski and that was fun. So you could at least do that. Yeah. Yeah. I've had friends go skiing there and I've seen like amazing photos and videos. I think you will love it. Okay, good. I need to get a babysitter while I'm there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you definitely, definitely do. So we've talked about some places that we're looking forward to going to. Is there anything, do you guys, have you heard anything new in travel that you're personally looking forward to in the next year? Like any sort of like fun gadgets or like new programs or something to do with, you know, related to travel, not necessarily a destination that you want to keep people aware of or that we should look forward to? Jem, did you say that you had something that you wanted to share about this? Yeah. So just a shameless client plug here with Hawaiian Airlines, but I think one thing we've been really excited to watch for them is the introduction of Wi-Fi for the first time. Um, So they've partnered with Starlink to introduce that on all of their aircraft, which will be available starting in early 2024. And it's an awesome opportunity. You know, we see remote travel is such an item here to stay, really. And so I think for everyone looking to embrace the Aloha can still do so even if they're, you know, heading for work. So excited to see that come to life for the airline. I mean, that's a big win for them too, because those flights are all very long. So you you yeah. want to stay connected. And so it's going to work over the ocean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yeah. Because a lot of long haul flights, like Wi-Fi doesn't work. And it's so hard being on like a 12 to 14 hour flight and not being able to get yeah. on Wi-Fi. So that is really big. Yeah. And it'll be free. So that's huge. That's major. Yeah. I was on a Delta flight recently and they were saying that they're going to be starting to offer free Wi-Fi on all their flights. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I think they're like testing it. I was on one flight where it was free and I was like, I've never seen this before. And then every other flight I've been on since has not been, but I think they're like in testing mode um, on some shorter flights. That's cool. The Wi-Fi space is certainly one to watch then, Wi-Fi and flight. And like speaking of sort of tech, I'm like curious to see like the rollout of AI in travel and what role that's going to play. I feel like I've seen a lot of sort of buzz and what's going to happen in 2024 with that. And we're already seeing it, you know, roll out across all other industries. So curious to see where it goes um, in the travel space and how much people are are going to rely on it when planning trips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk about itinerary planning. I like love dabbling with chat GPT and I feel like you can definitely get some good itinerary suggestions. I mean, it's hard for us because we always are reading anyway. So I think it's a lot of stuff we probably already read they're pulling from, but um, it's definitely cool just to see what options populate for sure. Yeah. Something on my mind for 2024 um, as a new gadget or kind of transportation even is funny enough, Brightline. I have a lot of Florida clients, so I've been thinking a lot about the Brightline service that launched from Miami to Palm Beach and just from Miami to Orlando now. I love trains. I love train travel. I think it's so fun and like such harken back to, you know, a slower time. Belmont isn't the same as Brightline, but I do love the efficiency of that. So planning a trip maybe to Miami in the spring and hopefully me check out Palm Beach too, now that I can get there so quickly. It's so funny you say that, Hannah, because I actually did that particular route back at the end of September. So I've got some best friends that live in Jupiter, and I flew into Miami after a Chicago work trip and took the Brightline from Miami to Palm Beach. And 
you know, for me, I grew up in the Bay Area where public transportation is, is a big deal. And this is probably one of the best train experiences I've ever had. I'm so glad you say that. Yeah, it's it's super awesome. It's a really easy way to do it. You pop into the train station. There's like a bar where you can grab a cocktail and some a bite to eat before you hop on the train. They've got a drink cart that goes around. So it's just a fun, fun way to travel. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I feel like being a New Yorker, you're on the subway every day and it's not cute. So knowing that this is, and it's like, I love the bar cart idea. That was super fun in my mind to have that and made it a little more chic. Mm-hmm. I love train travel as well. I mean, it's definitely, it's not as glamorous in the US, but in Europe, it certainly feels that way. Yeah. I haven't taken a train in Europe in years, but I I will say when I was in New York a lot over the last year, I found myself with a little bit of extra time staying in Hudson Yards at the Pendry. And I went over to the Moynihan train hall just because I was like, oh, I need to see this in real life because I hadn't been. Yeah. And it's really beautiful. I mean, it's a, it's incredible what they've built there. And um, it does sort of make it seem a little bit more exciting to get on a train, even if you're just going you know, to DC or Boston. Yeah, I was just there actually um, for the first time and I was going to on the Massachusetts press trip, actually, the Central Mass oh, yeah. press trip. So yeah, it was my first time seeing it. Um, it really is like beautiful there. It's so much better than when we were at Penn Station like waiting for <laughs> the train. So yeah, they definitely did a lot with it. So train travel, train travel is definitely yeah. something to look at next year too. So is anybody working on a new hotel opening for 2024 that you want to share about? Yeah. I can chime in here. I am super psyched. We're opening the store in Oxford, which is a sister property to a couple Parisian properties we opened this past year. It's by the EQ Group. And it's funnily enough, the old Boswell's department store. They turned it into a hotel, um, which would be really cool, really funky design, great kind of history and storytelling around it. I'm not as familiar with Oxford, but supposedly people who went to school there, always would go to Boswell's. So it should be cool for them to now see it as a store. Really gorgeous, great food and beverage, great rooftop, going to be a great spa partner as well. And then outside of that, just globally opening some great properties under the Hilton Luxury Brands with Waldorf Astoria in the Seychelles, hopefully Waldorf Astoria in New York in late 2024, um, which is just going to be so iconic. And then um, a gorgeous LXR property in Florida, the Waikia Waikiki Beach property. Awesome. Amazing. So many properties. <laughs> I'm doing a couple on my end too. Um, in January, um, opening Silvestre Nosara, which is in Nosara, Costa Rica, which is actually a destination that I'm seeing a lot of sort of buzz. Like I, I know like, you know, destinations that are kind of up and coming, a lot of the like travel and leisure and, you know, Condé Nast, the points guy, I've covered Costa Rica. So I think it's coming um, at a good time, but it's a luxury surf living concept hotel, residential style, we'll have just nine residences. Um, they'll have a rooftop, a world-class speaker series, wellness programming, um, kind of right in the heart of Nosara um, on the beach of Playa Guiones. So excited about that one. And then in February, um, moving it over to a different part of the world, I'm opening um, the Lana in Dubai, which is Dorchester Collection's first property in the Middle East. Um, it's going to be a really exciting one. Um, there's some amazing partners involved. We just announced the culinary partners, actually. John and Bear um, is going to be involved and a couple other great ones. A really exciting spa partner to be announced. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really excited about that one too. 
Nice. I actually have one. It's not brand new, but um, Andronis Hotels. It's a group of boutique hotels in Santorini and Athens. They're actually expanding to the island of Paros in Greece this spring. So in May, they're reopening. Um, they acquired a, a hotel there. They're reopening it as Andronis Minios. So we're super excited to be expanding to the islands. And I've heard amazing things about Paros. I haven't been myself, but I went to Santorini for the first time this past summer. So I was super excited to see the Andronis properties. And I know they're going to do amazing as they continue to expand. That is amazing. I, I too was um, at the Andronis and Santorini um, in September and it was such an incredible property. So excited about anything that, that, that the Andronis brand opens. I'm sure it'll be amazing. And I've heard so many good things about Paros too. Yeah. Yeah. Paros, I feel like has been an up and coming island for the last couple of years as Greece has been having more um, of a spotlight on it. What's going to be special about the property marriage? Is there anything else you could share with us? So I think they're going to rebrand the restaurant there. So that's going to be exciting. They always, you know, all their concepts have really amazing culinary. They also do really amazing wellness programming. So I'm sure they're going to have really great spa wellness. It's just super new. We just announced it yesterday, the acquisition. Oh, wow. So don't have a ton of the details, but you know, as Emma said, you know, anything the brand does is amazing. So really looking forward to what they're going to bring. <laughs> Hot off the press. Yeah, hot off the press just yesterday. Yeah. I think that the the Greece properties, this just reminded me of another example of so many great JPR travels this summer. I feel like so many team members were visiting them and getting to explore, which was super cool. Like you said, Kristen, such a benefit. Yeah. And, you know, our listeners, you know, you probably, if you follow us on Instagram too, you'll probably see us sharing a lot of our team members' travels personally and professionally. And something that we feel very, very lucky to be able to do is visit our clients and and just be able to experience them as a guest, not only, you know, for partially it's a work trip, but partially it's just a fun trip. So that's why we're really loving the opportunity to work and travel and get the opportunity to travel around the world and stay at these beautiful places. Are there any of you on the line today that are taking any first trips in the new year, like where you're going somewhere new or trying, you know, visiting someplace new to you? I actually got to save the date for a friend's wedding in Louisville. I'm going to mispronounce it. Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> wow. I said Louisville to my husband and he basically jumped <laughs> out the window. <laughs> it, it's Louisville. It sounds like you have a lot of letters in your mouth just jumbled yeah. around. <laughs> and I, I'm psyched. I mean, I've never been. He's been for work many years ago. I, I really don't know anything about Louisville. So that'll be a, a new one for me or a first. Fun. I don't have anything planned, but I am trying to plan a Caribbean trip next year to one of the islands I have not been to. Uh, I'm not sure where yet, but um, I do like to pick new destinations every year when I travel. Um, I feel like I try to add on more countries and, and more destinations when I can. So it's definitely something I prioritize when I plan travel. I'm, I already mentioned this, but I'm going to Marbella, Spain, which I haven't been to that part of Spain before. I've done like Barcelona, Madrid, um, but I haven't done like the South. So one of my best friends from high school actually lives there and she's getting married. So I'm really excited to go visit and see her new home, see where they've settled. And it just looks gorgeous. I mean, she does like workouts on the beach every morning and she's out, you know, having dinner and drinks outside all times of year. Like it's perfect weather. So you know, it looks like such an amazing place. And I know they have some really cool hotels there too. So I'm excited to check those out while I'm there. What a cool place to live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, she's so lucky. (laughs) Well, we all live in really amazing cities. So maybe we can share a little bit about some of like, if people were going to visit your city in 2024, what would you want to make sure that they do? Mm, That's such a good question. I feel like New York is a toughie. And obviously, Kristen, you lived here, grew up here. So, you know, even now not being here, when people come to visit, I'm always like, my first question is, where are you staying? You know, because that really does define like what recommendations I'm going to give you. I think the biggest issue when people come to New York is they try and see all the neighborhoods at once. And then they're so tired (laughs) because there's just like, you can't do Brooklyn and Midtown in the same day. You know, you got to spread it out. Mm -hmm. I'd say like really recommending, you know, obviously always checking out new restaurants. There's just always incredible new spots in the city to be exploring. That would be my first. And then some of the new museum exhibits, like the American Natural History Museum launched a whole new wing, I think it is, earlier this year. I still haven't, unfortunately, made it up to check it out, but super psyched um, to see that with my nephews when they come to town. I feel like a lot of the museums are doing new fashion exhibits too, which I love. So yeah, that would probably be one of my one of my newer things on the list. Yeah. I think it also depends on what they're interested in. I love taking visitors to Central Park. Um, I feel like it's beautiful at all seasons. Um, I actually, my my boyfriend's friend from Australia is here now visiting um, this week. So he's been kind of exploring different neighborhoods of New York. So I think they've done West Village and I know they walked the Brooklyn Bridge and the Williamsburg Bridge and did Williamsburg, but they're kind of like doing a different neighborhood every day. So I think you, you definitely want to spread it out, like you said, Hannah. But yeah, I think like, you know, I've recommended like the High Line and things like that. So I think it depends. Like, do you want to like get outdoors and be active? Do you want to eat at um, like trendy restaurants? There's so many great chefs here. Uh, do you want to see museums? So I think there's so much to do um, in New York, depending on your interests. I mean, shopping, I think people always like as well. Guys, this morning, I actually saw something that blew my mind. It's, you know, all the new things in the city are like the edge, the kind of the, yeah. the vintage points. And it was this new option where, you know, that iconic construction photo back in like the thirties, let's say where they were sitting on the steel beam. Yeah. It's a new attraction where they essentially have you on like a observation deck and then you strap yourself into the steel beam and then they lift you up above the barrier and you kind of are like floating above. And I'm not afraid of heights, but I'm like, it looks like the scariest thing in the whole world. Like what if you fall off by accident, you know, slip back, there's no backing. So that sounds insane. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks. Where would somebody go in San Diego? What would you tell them must do in San Diego? <laughs> I feel like that's also a loaded question because it's San Diego is really spread out, you know? So I think obviously most people who come here are looking for kind of like classic San Diego. So whether that's a visit to the Dell Um, whether you're, you know, spending a day at the beach up in La Jolla or Encinitas, there's so much to do. I live downtown. I love it. I'm, I'm a city girl at heart. So for me, it's great to be able to walk into little Italy. There's a ton of great restaurants to eat from. Um, you can walk into gas lamp, kind of the same, similar situation if you're looking for some nightlife, but I always feel like going to the Dell or, you know, spending time up in La Jolla is kind of quintessential San Diego. Yeah echoing that. I mean, I live by the beach, so, you know, I'm biased and I love being able to walk out on the beach every morning, go on walks. Um, so that's amazing. I think Del Mar is one of my favorite beaches personally. Um, but I also love La Jolla and Encinitas too. And then Hotel Del, it's just an icon of San Diego. And I feel like anyone who's never been to the city, it's always like on my list of let's go walk around the Del, like whether you're getting a drink or going for the holidays. I'm going to go next week with my boyfriend, just like go skating and have dinner there. So 
I mean, who goes ice skating on the beach in December? It's just like unheard of. (laughs) How do they keep the rink frozen? (laughs) No idea. I think it's just like a lot of electricity. A lot of of electricity. (laughs) It has been considered cold, but like it's been in the sixties. So I know for you guys, that's nothing Uh, (laughs) like cold here. So, and it even rained like yesterday and the day before. So oh my God, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's what we call California chili. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so nice. Well, if anybody was going to visit Toronto this year, what I would say is come in the summer because it's mm-hmm. cold. No, um, I actually have learned to embrace the cold because it's just sort of, it is very chilly here for mostly for about six months of the year. But in Toronto in the summer, Um, The waterfront is just so beautiful right on Lake Ontario. There's great walking paths and running paths. We have an awesome aquarium downtown. And if you got to see a Jays game, um, I still haven't been, but it is very popular. Mm -hmm. Um, And this Rogers Stadium is right downtown. There's a great brewery across the street, Steam Whistle Brewing. I live in the West End of Toronto and right near High Park, which is like the central park of Toronto. We have a, a little zoo there and there's great playgrounds and paths. And there's a great little cafe restaurant right you know, it's kind of like a diner type of thing, but it's really cute and it's in the middle of the, of the park. So there's lots of great outdoor options. And a lot of people in Toronto leave for the summer. They go to their cottages up north or just outside of the city. So it is a great time to visit because it's less crowded and there's, you know, just also a lot of cultural things to do. There's the Royal Ontario Museum, the ROM, they call it, which has great exhibits and lots of fun things to do. But in the wintertime and something that I'm looking forward to doing is coming up in a couple of weeks is going to see the Nutcracker Ballet with my daughter. We're going to go uh, to the the ballet here, the National Ballet. And we work with the Shangri-La in Toronto, and they actually have a special Nutcracker um, tea that they do for kids. So Aww, I'm going to try to so get over cute. there with her too. And it's kind of fun to do all like these holiday things now with her. We just went to the Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York when we were visiting uh, for the holidays and seeing all these like moments through her eyes are really fantastic. So... But yeah, I think that that's another thing about JPR that we're really lucky is that we have offices in so many different amazing cities across the U.S. and in the U.K. and that we get to travel to them and see our colleagues in other cities. And Mary, I know you just were in London. So what was your favorite part about visiting London? Oh my gosh, it was surreal. I got to stay at like three different properties in London. They all are really different. And it's just crazy. You walk to the office and you're walking by Buckingham Palace. Like it just did not feel real at all. The girls were amazing. We got to know everyone. We had, you know, different outings and drinks and dinners. So it was so nice to meet people who I've gotten to work with. Um, I work with some of the UK team on some of our international accounts in Shangri-La. So that was really great. And it was just such perfect weather. Like we got so lucky. So the whole trip was a dream. Yeah, so excited that JPR even brings these opportunities to us and we get to travel and get to do things like the office swap. I don't know any other companies who do something like that. So it was a dream. Well, there's probably so many more things we could talk about. But before we wrap up, I would love to know from each of you, maybe just looking back at the last year, what was your most favorite travel memory from 2023? And, um, you know, something that you're really keeping close to you in your travel memory book going ahead. Gosh, that's so hard. I feel like there's been so many good ones this year. 
Yeah. I mean, I have to say for me, it's probably the Greece trip I did. Um, Greece was definitely on my bucket list for years and years. So I feel so lucky to have gotten to go and, and stay at some of our amazing clients. Um, Andranas, obviously, in Santorini, Cali in Mykonos, and then uh, Kalilo uh, and Eos. So they were all incredible. And I just loved Greece and the food. Um, and it was just so beautiful. So that is definitely a trip I will remember for a long time. It looked so nice. So, so nice. Beautiful. Yeah. I basically copied Emma's itinerary. So <laughs> that, that was one of my top trips. I also had a couple amazing trips to Mexico. I did Puerto Escondido, which is just south of Mexico City. So, and it's a really small, like, surfer beach town. That was amazing. Um, and I also did Cabo and stayed at one of our clients, Hilton Los Cabos. I did that for my birthday. So, that was cool to celebrate my 30th in Cabo. And the resort is just amazing. If, if you haven't been yet, it's definitely one to add to your bucket list. Yeah. It's, I spent, gosh, about a week there and over the summer. And I, I got to actually have one of my best girlfriends from Florida meet me in Cabo. So we just did you know, a girl's trip. It was her first trip away after having a baby. So I think for us, that was just really special to be able to kind of reconnect. We talk almost every day. She's one of my closest friends, but when you're so far apart, it's it's hard to plan, you know, those types of trips. And so, like Mary said, Hilton Los Cabos is just, it's such a dream to just be right on the beach there. Some of the best food I've had, at, you know, in a resort setting and just being able to hang out with her. So that was great. So nice. I love that property. So gorgeous. I had a lot of work travel this year, less personal, more work, which isn't bad because we're all saying we have great places to visit. Once in a lifetime trip for me this past year that sticks out is the Galapagos. Really felt like I was on another planet. I mean, truthfully recommend it to anyone, whether you think you love nature or not. You know, it's deemed the last piece of paradise on earth. And I would say that's true. It's so untouched. It's so filled with nature, but the people are really just so hospitable and kind and the food is great. So lots of elements of different things, not just nature that are worth exploring takes a long time to get there, but well worth stopping over in Quito and Guayaquil, both in mainland Ecuador, which I think Quito has been on a few lists, like CNT's Where to Go in 2024 and a few other places. And I wish I had more time in Quito. It was, it was definitely a gorgeous city, insane architecture, amazing art scene. So if I could go back, I would, and I would highly recommend the Galapagos to anyone. Yeah, that trip looked absolutely incredible. I, I knew you were going to say that. I, I mean, how could you not? Yeah, that, that is definitely <laughs> that is a once in a yeah, once in a lifetime, <laughs> once in a lifetime trip. If you didn't say it, Hannah, yeah. I would be like, <laughs> I okay. know, yeah. yeah. I think the only other one for me too is, and this was work related, was my Panama trip. Which oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's so funny because we started working with the destination earlier this year, and for me personally, it really just wasn't on my radar as a place to go. And I think a lot of people consider it, you know, like a beach destination. And I was really fortunate; I got to spend seven days basically trekking across the country. I've never seen the Pacific Ocean so blue in my life growing up in California. So that was pretty wild. We, you know, we did, got to stay in a cloud forest. I think that was definitely a, a once in a lifetime type of trip for me. And just, you know, getting to be fully immersed in their culture, the people, you know, there's really so much to learn and, and see about Panama that really hasn't been discovered yet. So I think for me personally, that was, that was a really awesome trip. I feel like Central and South America as a whole, that was like definitely a shining light for me to be like, wow, 
I need to explore these destinations more. They're on so like Ecuador to Brazil to Colombia, I feel like are on so many lists for next year of places to visit. Panama as well, Gemma. So that's why I'm excited about Costa Rica. I mean, travel I mean, it's travel and leisure destination of the year for 2024. I'm actually going um, in a couple of weeks to the new property that I'm opening during their soft opening. So excited about that. So cool. Wow. It certainly has been a fun year for travel for all of Mm -hmm. us. And I know that we're all looking forward to many great trips in 2024 and taking lots of fun and exciting work trips and also personal trips. So thank you all for being on the podcast today and sharing with our listeners about your exciting moments looking ahead next year. Well, thanks again to our listeners for tuning in. This has been another episode of Priority Status by JPR, and we will see you next year. Bye.